The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Warning. This episode contains foul language, discussions about mental health, and graphic descriptions of various crimes. podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week we have the pleasure of sitting down with a friend and talking about something weird. This week is part two of our first mental health episode and we're talking about even more personality disorders. My name is Ashley and I'm joined once again by my best friend and co-host Lauren and our hilarious guest, stand-up comedian Justin Foster. Last week, I taught you all about schizotypal and paranoid personality disorders, and it was so fascinating. I'm so glad I finally got over my fear and discussed mental disorders. This week is even more interesting. Justin is teaching us about antisocial personality disorder, also known as sociopaths. Sociopaths are a super interesting disorder because there are so many people who have antisocial personality disorder... At one, they don't know they have this disorder at all. Two, they'll never seek treatment. And three, they make up a very large portion of the most famous serial killers. Lauren then teaches us about the controversial topic of dissociative disorder, a.k.a. multiple personalities. Is the disorder real? What causes it to happen? How do they live their day-to-day lives? And where does each personality come from? Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say thank you so much to all of our listeners who reached out to tell us about their personality disorders, their anxiety disorders, their depression, their mental health. You guys are all so much stronger than you know, and as much as you say that I make you feel like you're not alone, you all make me feel that 20 times over. Seriously, thank you so much. Before we get into our episode today, there is one order of business we need to take care of. (laughs) Last week, we put on our Instagram and we gave you guys a challenge. The first listener who wrote in and told us which episode we could find our talks on Skinwalker Ranch would get a shout out on this week's episode. You'd also get a song written by Lauren. Written and performed by Lauren. (laughs) And you get our eternal gratefulness. Well, a couple of you pulled through, but the first one to do so 
was Miss Jamie Morin. Mm-hmm. Who we are so grateful. Amazing. We already loved her. Now we love her even more. She sent us a prezi too. She did send us a present. <laughs> we posted a picture of it online. Um, it's that really awesome, keep it weird, like wooden sign that looks like a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. She actually has her own Etsy shop. And you can check out her stuff on Instagram at Cherokee Wild Co. Cherokee Wild Co. on Etsy as well. Etsy.com slash shop slash Cherokee Wild Co. We're going to tag her in a couple things again. And you can follow her on Instagram at Jamie Morin 16. That's Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, M as in mom, mom. <laughs> O-R-A-N as in Nancy, 16. Now, Lauren, you have something special for Jamie. Here we go. You ready for this number one hit song? Yes. Oh, gosh. This is going to be fine. It's going to be great. Jamie, we're not worthy. You made us the coolest Ouija board sign. You worked hard and didn't skimp out on the design because Jamie... We're not worthy. You're a fun and always loyal fan. We'd pick you to join our weirdo band because Jamie, we're not worthy. Thanks for finding the info on Skinwalker Ranch. You're a star like my favorite golden girl, Blanche. Oh, Jamie. Boy, that was amazing. Thank you. That's, <laughs> now you know first of all that went way above my expectation oh really i literally it was like jamie jamie you are a girl and you are on instagram you are a girl and you are on instagram i like, like that too that has that its was own like a talking bonus. heads song <laughs> yeah, um, it is. i really like that surpassed my expectations and now i just feel like that has to be the gift for any time anyone does anything for us i mean you're right yeah <laughs> unfortunately so, i'm i'll get to writing yeah i was gonna say you've cemented it <laughs> listeners um, if you enjoyed that you better do something phenomenal exactly <laughs> right so review on itunes maybe we'll pick you we'll uh, see. share our stuff yeah i don't know we'll see just be nice to us just all right? be nice i don't know just like send us a message say you like us i don't know anyways uh, jamie thank you so much we love you we were legitimately going just absolutely absolutely crazy trying i was to think losing my episode. mind i thought it was every episode but the one that it yeah, was pretty much as soon as she said it i was like mm, yep, yep that was the one it honestly it <laughs> felt like it was more recent to me that's why i didn't think it was episode three but whatever whatever it was episode three journey to the bermuda tyler, tyler. one of my favorites love Thanks, you love you So next up, we want to talk about antisocial personality disorder, a.k.a. possibly what I have. <laughs> Maybe no. What I'm sorry. Uh, you call me a sociopath. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were like self-diagnosed. I was like, no. Like, no, actually. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're no, forgetting right. your own joke. You I forgot about that. <laughs> Six months in between texts. Yeah. I mean, that's a struggle. <laughs> you yeah, psycho. Okay. What's your topic? Well, that. You. That. You. Literally. Uh, 
So I got the good one. I got the anti. I don't want to say the the good one, but <laughs> the real meaty one. You know what I mean? See, we already knew we were going to say some inappropriate things. Right. The good one. The, well, I got the heavy hitters. I got the winner. Yes, 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 yes. This was the you know. This the was the reason Hall for of doing Fame of killers. I have I have a good roster. Yeah, mm-hmm. my no bench shit. is strong. Antisocial personality disorder is a mental health disorder characterized by disregard for other people. Right. Mm-hmm. So they can show symptoms in childhood, but the condition can't be diagnosed until adolescence or adulthood. They do have three characteristics, though, that are pretty common in childhood. And one is um, wetting the bed profusely. Mm-hmm. One is fires and obsession with fires, starting fires. And the third is, yeah. Hurting animals. Hurting animals. Yeah. 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 We always discuss here mm-hmm. on this podcast. Right. So I'm not going to get into that at all. Mm-hmm. But those are the three characteristics. Trivia for you guys. Oh, I told you I did my research, by the way. Yeah. I was I at a cafe be- in New York doing my homework. Look at that. The sun New was York out. was good for the you. Sun was was the sun, that was a beautiful day. And I'm like, well, this is dark. <laughs> this is by Bring this, this down a yeah, bit. Yeah, this is the only podcast I've ever done. So like last week I did a podcast where it's like, we did The Bachelorette in Paradise. With Aaron? With, with Aaron. Yeah. My oh, was to, I love Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, I was just texting you about it. That was my homework was to watch The Bachelorette, right? I did oh, another podcast recently about, about music and we had to talk about an album. I had to research this album. This is the only podcast that I've had to research on that I don't sleep for three days <laughs> right. afterwards. Yeah, we mess you up. Just the worst type of nightmares that I've ever yes. had for the show. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm going to give you A, B, C, or D. Uh, more than blank cases per year of uh, antisocial personality disorders. How many cases per year do you think? Is it A, 10,000, B, 20,000, C, 200,000, or D, 100? D. C. C is correct, 200,000. Ah, I only said that because he was like, I have the heavy hitter one. So I was like, it's got to be the most, <laughs> yeah. right? Wait, was 000. D not the most? D was 100. C, I don't listen. You weren't listening. <laughs> oh, you were too anxious. Yeah. I literally you was like, D is going to be, be more. Ashley just did a, as you said, like a price, price is right move. <laughs> What's the lowest bid? <laughs> One person. One person. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not busting. No Gotta washer and dryer for Ashley. You do get the, uh, the car. Yes. Um, Chevy. So those with antisocial personality disorder uh, tend to lie break laws, act impulsively, and lack regard for their own safety or the safety of others. So that's important when it says their own. So they have no regard for, um, they don't want to get caught because they like to think that they're the smartest person in the room. And they like to, it's like almost like a game to fool, but they don't care. They don't care about getting caught or going to jail or die. There's not, there's that sense of like, if I do this, I'm going to, I'm going to, there's going to be, it's it. not there. They okay. don't want to, because that means that they, that means someone else is smarter than them. Mm-hmm. But that regard of like, if I, uh, if I kill this person, I could also be killed. Mm-hmm. There's a, yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And also, you know, they don't want to, cause they don't want to go to jail because they want to keep living their life the way that they are. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know, but they're okay smarter too. than everyone. Right. Yeah. Right. But that's okay too. Um, so some of the uh, the experiences of people with ASPD experience aggression, hostility, impulsiveness, lack of restraint was the one that came up a lot. They may they may be irritable, manipulative, and engage in risk taking behaviors. It's also very very common for them to self medicate with drugs and alcohol. A lot of times they will try to medicate themselves. And so here's kind of where it gets a little bit dark is um, they show no regard for right and wrong and ignore the feelings of others. Hmm. So that's sort of like empathy is not there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Whether it be like a young child or an elderly woman, like it just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Does it doesn't not exist. Compute. This is a thing that I want to do. I'm going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. They usually start showing symptoms of aggression towards people. Oh, uh, yeah. We talked about uh, animals. Um, destruction of property is a big one. Uh, theft, rule breaking, and uh, that's usually before the age of 15. But again, it can't be diagnosed until. Um, yeah, because sometimes kids are just shitty. Sometimes yeah. kids just break shit. True. Yeah. Right. So you don't want to be like, my son's shit. a yeah. psychopath because he started a fire. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, no. Yes, kids it's like bad. fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't you see know what I mean? like how big right. the darkness is until the, they're a little. If older. the cat was on fire. Maybe look into that. Yeah, right? that might be a little worse. I mean, that's like when I was little, I used to, I didn't know, but I would take woolly worms mm-hmm. and I would make them, quote unquote, swim in puddles. Yeah. I was drowning them. Yeah, right. you're a psychopath. But you didn't know. But if, <laughs> yeah, but if someone had like told it. me like, hey, you're making them die this excruciating death, you. I would have probably been like, what? Yeah, like I would have been so very sad. upset about it. Right. But, it, you know, I was killing, know. killing worms. Right. Yeah. I didn't have that. There was some stuff in high school where I would like, like I got in with the wrong crowd, right? And I would do stuff, but I still like knew deep down it was like wrong. Yeah, yeah. So that's the that the conscience is not there for them. Yeah, and I'm sure that it's just like the other personality disorders where there's a spectrum. Well, I was gonna. That's oh, at the end. Okay. I have that wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a, like a nice little little <laughs> cherry on a top. Ch- yeah, yeah, a chart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's Ashley. Sure Ashley's, Ashley's at the top. top. Um, how it's caused isn't fully known. Um, however, genes may, certain types of like genes may make you vulnerable to developing antisocial personality disorder and life situations may trigger its development. Mm. Okay. So, um, trauma, trauma, um, abuse, neglect, that sort of thing. Changes in the way the brain functions may have resulted, uh, during brain development. So okay. that can cause. So like head, like actual physical yep. trauma, physical trauma, um, brain injuries, um, car accidents, any sort of things with the brain risk factors family history of personality disorders or mental illness mm-hmm. can can play into it being subjected to abuse unstable violent or chaotic family life and there's no prevention for it so you can't prevent yeah, you yourself can't do anything no that's so scary so in some of the people and i didn't go into too much detail with these because i'm assuming there's a thousand episodes of your podcast with it but i would just say some of the names that yeah have yeah. it uh jeffrey dahmer mm-hmm. who i'm sure you guys have had uh, many episodes about we've Ted had Bundy. him on the show yeah yeah, yeah really was he a mm-hmm. good guest he was, he was a great. wonderful guest nice. very sweet boy nice John Wayne Gacy mm-hmm. Ted Bundy just by the way is like the most clear-cut example of a sociopath yeah ever 100 yeah very charming very uh smartest guy in the room no remorse for for his victims yeah right? just like yeah, like it's it's almost like we would drink water and breathe air for them. Mm-hmm. It's just like yeah, yeah I just like, yeah, it happened. I'm Even kill. Um, yeah. it is what it, mm-hmm. it BTK is what it is. killer, you know, like mm-hmm. writing letters to the police mm-hmm. because they but can't he catch. Yeah, he just it. thought like, like I'm above I can you. do this for three decades and mm-hmm. no one's gonna catch me. No, no one one's caught me yet, right? Yep. And this was funny. This one I did not know. Charles Manson. Oh, oh, I don't think I knew that either. Yeah. I think I thought maybe he felt a little bad, and that's why he had other people that's what I thought do too. it for him. Yeah. So he was like, I can't yeah, do it. Yeah, that's what I thought too, but uh, no. Um, I think with it. one of my favorite things about Charles Manson, it's something that's never mentioned in any movie, any documentary, nothing. The first time he served time in prison, um, he read a lot of books, obviously, because mm-hmm. he was in prison. This was before the murders. This was before the cult stuff. Mm-hmm. This was when he was just like a guy who was... Like, Again, he, he did was like, like theft, right? Oh, early on, grand just theft like auto, yeah. like he Not and like things, but no, but 
a ton of crimes that was right. like you don't need that you don't need to steal mm-hmm. a car he just did because right. he could and he could yeah right. why not um but when he was in uh, jail the first time he read a lot and his favorite books were how to win friends and influence people mm-hmm. wow. and he loved l ron hubbard he mm-hmm. loved scientology mm-hmm. and that idea of like the um sort of manipulation, manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. behind it mm-hmm. and that's a calculated mm-hmm. oh, yeah. thing that's that's a like i'm going to do this because i can't wait it will to allow me to yeah. yeah he's like doing his research did. so he could do it better yeah. yeah, and like, he did. How do I win friends to murder? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And he made it happen. And like all of this the stuff, part. all the helter skelter uh-huh. stuff, like right. that was taken from another cult. Right. Like he didn't even originate that. He was just a He just took that idea. Yeah, he's a hack. All he wanted to do was manipulate people. Right. Yeah. Um, wow. There was a guy from Illinois named Brian Dugan. Have you talked Dugan about him? Dugan sounds That's, familiar, I was but sounds no, I don't so think so. Familiar. Yeah, so I chose him to talk about because I'm like again. I said I'm assuming you guys have talked uh, about the other ones so much. Yeah. But um, so yeah, we know John Wayne Gacy, we know Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, um, David Berkowitz, uh, and Ed son Gein. of Sam. Yeah. So they're all anti. Dugan. But so was this Brian Dugan guy. He raped and murdered a ten-year-old girl. Mm. Okay. And when asked why, like, what was the motive? He was like, uh, like I don't, I don't understand. He didn't even get like the why, question. like the motive, like your reasoning behind it. He was like, I saw a girl and I killed the girl. Like he didn't really compute. Wow. And then he was like quoted later saying, I, uh, I, I wish I knew why I did a lot of the things that I did, but I just don't. He just had no reason. There was a girl. There was a girl. I wanted to kill the girl. So I killed the girl. There was no like, wow, her family or her life or your life or your, it was just no. like, this is the thing and I'm yeah. going to do the thing. This is this and that mm-hmm. is that. That is so nuts. So that was a Can't just kind of a imagine. clear cut quote of the antisocial personality disorder. It was like, I wish I knew why I did a lot of things I did, but I just don't. Consequences don't really mean anything. He like he truly didn't get it. This guy also told a story. This is pretty interesting. Um, he told a story of when he was young. This is Andy Dugan, the guy who killed the, the girl. When he was young, a man picked him up outside of a grocery store, put him in a van, and they drove around. And they, or the guy had offered him a job. Uh, he said, yeah, I'll take it. And so he got in the van and uh, basically offered him money to um, put on bikini underwear. And, uh, okay. And the, the guy in the van performed oral sex on him, gave him money, and dropped him back off at the mall with $20 in his pocket. Many years later, while watching the news, uh, Dugan recognized the man uh, on TV as John Wayne Gacy. Oh, shit. No way. Yep. Um, and then when, and here's the, here's the, the tricky part is when they were like asked, like that had an impact on you. Do you think that's why you do the things you use? Like, why would that have an impact on me? He doesn't even understand that. Didn't understand. Holy right. bucket. And how old was he at the time? Uh, I believe he was 10. I believe he was like 10, 10 to 12. So oh he was developing sexually at the time mm. and he, that could be seen as a pretty big trauma. Right. It was probably directly related to the fact that he turned into a sociopath. Yeah. But he didn't even understand that. No. He couldn't even grasp that. Yeah, so they don't so they don't have the switch that says it's uh never right to take a life and be hey, you did this and you and you could die too. Like that doesn't really matter. Again, like we were talking about, they don't want to get caught because they want to continue what they're doing, mm-hmm. but it doesn't it, like their li- like life is almost like meaningless. Like right. theirs or other people's 
it's it's okay. It is what it is. So some more traits: uh, superficial charm and good intelligence. Okay, mm-hmm. which I think is like pretty characteristic when like uh, Charles Manson and, and and Ted Bundy especially. Right, back to a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's definitely street smarts too. Because yes. if you look at their IQs, a lot of the time it's not anything to write home about. Right, mm-hmm. it's pretty average. It's all but fake. like. It's all masked with charm. And, yeah, but yep. you have that. Mani- in order to manipulate someone, you have to be pretty intelligent Yeah, in that yeah. way. Of, like knowing the world a little bit, not necessarily book smart in any way, but yeah, no, but you can make your way well, yeah. on play, the streets. But being smart enough to play on people's um, um, niceness and people's mm-hmm. insecurities yeah. and people's not wanting to be rude. And, you know, like they were saying, Ted Bundy never forced anybody into the van. Yeah. No. You know, it was just like, hey, uh, like, help me with this. Like, he would have like a fake cast on or yeah. like a. Or he'd a crutch. pretend he was a cop and say, like, right. I saw someone breaking into your car. Yep. Come yep. with me. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. And just playing on he people's knew like. the right things I, I, to say. Right. I want to be helpful. I'm going to be nice. And also, I don't want to be rude. Mm-hmm. This doesn't feel right in my gut. But I don't want to be rude. This yeah, is but a, I don't want to offend him. Right. So Jeez. smart enough to know how to <clears throat> manipulate people's insecurities and take advantage of them. Yeah. Um, some of the other traits is like an absence of rational thinking, untruthful and insincere, um, lack of remorse and shame, which we talked about, um, failure to learn by experience, poor judgment. Sociopaths are fast talkers. They use many words to cover their behavior. They use many words, like different, like they talk fast to cover like their intentions and their motives. Um, They go to extremes. They're quick to offer big promises, tell big stories. That's why sometimes you'll talk to girls like, oh my, I think my last boyfriend was a sociopath because he would promise me this and then we would do this. And then it turns out he was like, you know, cheating and like whatever, whatever. Yeah. Right? So they they'll do that. They'll promise you big things and like the I'll promise you the world. And then it's very intense and yeah. big stories about themselves, big plans with no basis or experience at all what, for what they're planning. <laughs> um, it's important to go with your guts if you come in contact with these people. That's what it, um, it was saying. It's very important to listen to that um, inner, the inner, because the outer they're telling you some things off. Right. They're master manipulators, and they will literally tell you. Uh, they'll go to extremes to tell you exactly what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. So your so your brain is going, yeah, yeah, of course. But if there's that thing in your gut that's like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. If you come into contact with these people, you should listen to that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there is a part of you that says this is too good to be true. I want to believe like, it, though. Yeah. I oh, my like, gosh. This guy, this person is telling me these things, and he wants to fly me here and do this and that. And it's like, yeah, this is, like, great, right? Yeah. And they know how to play mm-hmm. on that. Um, speaking of... I have actually dated a sociopath. Mm-hmm. When I was when I dated him, I was much younger, and it I f- I just felt like he just treated me super poorly. Like towards the end of the relationship, realizing like, oh, this guy's like treating me really horribly. Like I have to go. If I had been older, I might have been able to deal with some of this stuff, and especially knowing it. that he's a sociopath. I actually reached out to him. Uh, I won't say his name, but I reached out to him to be like, hey, we're talking about sociopaths tomorrow. Do you have anything you want to tell the world? And he sent me a shrug emoji. Oh <laughs> he my was God. like, wow. I. That kind of sounds about to, right. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like the right emoji for <laughs> yeah. a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah, me. What? But it was just that, like, you know, I, he, I don't, he would never hurt anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I definitely think that he has that sort of ability to like not he doesn't want to hurt things and he wouldn't hurt things um i don't think he would set fires or anything like that but he had that sort of lack of connection and that lack of empathy Mm -hmm. and just no ability to feel ashamed of Mm -hmm. things that he had done like if he had done something wrong 
there was no like shame for it. Like, hey, yeah. you you shouldn't like, have done you that. Shouldn't have done that. Can you? Why did you do that? And right. it's just like, oh, I just uh, did it. I just I did to. it. Yeah. yeah, and it was like as an eighteen-year-old girl, it's just like, oh my god, what how could happening? anyone do that to another person? And like as an adult, it's like, oh, he literally like, yeah, just, just didn't feel see an way. issue. So you guys have stayed in contact. Yeah, and he's what? successfully dating another woman. He's married. Now, right? What's oh, his life married. like? What does he do? What does he? He perfect profession. He's an actor. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it really is like really good for him. He's honestly he's really wonderful and he's very funny mm-hmm. and he i i love being around him when i'm around him i love talking to him still very good friends we were friends long before we even dated mm. like we've known each other for a long time but um w- would never like trust him or rely on him for something right yeah simply because i know him well enough and i know that like i don't know i just it's not that i don't think that he would pull through like he would come through for me because I think that he you know if I was in I've been in situations where like I've needed his help and he's come through this was a while ago but it's just that he's definitely not the first person I would call not top sure. of your list yeah because I don't fully trust that he would yeah which is fair care enough to like come through to my knowledge I've I think that I've met two sociopaths. One I, I'm kind of joking about. I'm not sure, but one for sure. So one, I'm. It was in. It was last month on my birthday <laughs> in Detroit. Uh huh. I was in a hotel lobby, three thirty in the morning, waiting for an Uber to go back to the airport to go home. I'd done gigs out there. Mm-hmm. And I travel with my dog, and if you've seen my Instagram, my dog is this Maltese poodle, yeah. just the cutest. A very cute dog, just adorable. So I travel with him, and him and I, he just loves everything, just loves. <laughs> so we're sitting in the lobby. This guy walks in, three thirty in the morning, very handsome, very well dressed, and there's something like in my gut. I was like, man, this Patrick dude. Bateman. It was very yes, thank yeah. you, yes, perfect, perfect. Uh, and it just hit me really weird. I was like, oh, this is strange. Maybe it was because it was the hour. I'm you know I'm in sweats, getting ready to go to the airport, and he's like decked out but you know like piercing blue eyes like blonde hair whatever and so he comes in and he starts like chatting up the front desk woman like real charming she's like eating out of the palm of his hand and and then he looks and he sees my dog and he walks he's like oh hey puppy and luke goes and starts growling at this man and all the hairs on the back of his neck stand up and the guy's like oh he must not like strangers i was like oh no 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 he loves strangers. He loves strangers. <laughs> doesn't like you. He doesn't he just like doesn't you. Like you, sir. And he's never growled at anybody ever. Oh, and so, animals know. And so I just laid back and I just let it happen. I was like, I'm not stopping. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's on you, dude. <laughs> right. This is your fault, sir. right? Oh my yeah, yeah. Gosh. Oh, must must there not like a... strangers. I'm like, no, 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 no. There was he a darkness strangers. to that man. Crazy, right? Yeah. They always know. Animals they, do know. And the fact that it hit me first, where I was like, Listen, and Luke saw him come in, and Luke was just kind of like, hmm, what's but this dude you doing? got the vibe. Too. I got the vibe immediately. And then when he starts walking to Luke, and Luke started growling, I was like, oh yeah, this dude's off. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Second one, for sure, 100%. Uh, we had a neighbor growing up in Texas, and it was the kind of kid who would sit in the yard and have the blank stares at the cars. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was that kid. And uh, we all know just that like kid. the kid that would just like watch the cars yes. drive by and just like, oh, this kid gives me the creeps. Right. Is he okay? Well, I come home, okay? and my mom's gotten a, a gerbil. 
I was like, oh, which is the gerbil for? She's like, oh my god, it's for the neighbor. His gerbil died, and I wanted to like get him a new one. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. And uh, so my mom gives the neighbor kid the gerbil, and and then the next day the gerbil's dead. Like the one she got him is dead. And uh, she's like, what happened? Like I, we just got him the gerbil, and the mom's like, oh, it died the same way the other one did. It got stuck in the recliner, and and when he was putting the gerbils in the, in recliner, the recliner and closing it and snapping their necks. Oh, oh my, that is God. so horrible. And my, my mom and I are convinced to this day that that kid ended up some, somewhere, some not doing somewhere, somewhere not well. Yes. Not well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. my gosh, he can be up to no good. Right. There's no chance. Yeah, yeah. Well, because that's one of the oh, things that so they sad. kind of, you know, when they're, t- when they talk about like kill or killing, when they talk about like hurting animals, mm-hmm. usually when you're talking about that, when you're talking about children hurting animals, you have to make the distinction between like fuzzy warm-blooded animals mm. and, like, more cold-blooded, like, scaly animals. Right, right. yeah, yeah. Bulls are, like, <clears throat> you like shouldn't kill animals. Like, if a kid kills animals. a fish, I'm like, yeah, that's I all right. I know, if a kid kills right. a fish, not gonna be, like, too squishes crazy, right? a bug, yeah. right. if he's skinning cats, snake, like, yeah, maybe. So yeah. True. But when it's, like, a fluffy, warm, like a sort domestic of, like, animal, domesticated a dog, yeah. animal, yeah. that's when it's, like, oh. We grew up redneck. We used to shoot wasp nests. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. Squirrels. Critters. We call them critters. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just I'll never forget this kid. I'll never forget his like blank stares and then the the, and then the gerbil and then the recliner of gerbils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is no good. So that's my two social best. Um (laughs) I'm convinced that dude in Detroit there was something off. Yes. Um, all right, I forgot where I was at. Um, big stories. It's part of go with your gut. Oh, that's what we're talking about. So they tell you exactly what you, uh, what they want to hear. Even if your brain wants to believe them, trust your instincts. Like if you don't feel comfortable being alone with that person, don't ignore that. So that's important. That's good advice just in general. Here's something interesting that, that, that one of the websites I found. An easy way to spot a sociopath or a, uh, yeah, somebody with this disorder is to use what they call the 90% rule. So stay focused on their behavior and not their words. Pay special attention to any extreme behavior, things that they do that 90% of people would not. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. Right. That's a good thing to keep your eyes out for. Right. So extreme behavior is super common and then quickly covering up with excuses. Like, uh, I was tired. I was under stress. He or she made me do it. So, like, so doing something crazy extreme and then being like, Stress oh, and overworked, and, right. and you're like, well, that's I get stressed and overworked all the time, yeah. and I've never, you know, yeah. and I didn't murder a gerbil in a recliner. Yeah, um, they love to blame other people. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, long never. day at work, and the- <laughs> I'm gonna squish this gerbil <laughs> in my squish chair. That gerbil. Let off some steam from preschool. Um, <laughs> they love to blame other people. One surprising aspect is to see, um, oh, oh, that they uh, is to see uh, that how they enjoy other people's pain and hardship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in legal cases, sociopaths have been known to smirk, smile, and outright laugh as a victim tells the story. Yeah, you Yikes. see, you see court pictures of those sometimes, and it's just straight up disturbing. You're like, "How? What? What is wrong with you?" Ooh. And some people, if you like, don't know sociopathic behavior, you might take that as something where. Maybe not when the victim is describing what happened to them, but like when, you know, the lawyer's trying to say this guy did this, this guy did that. You can say girl too, but most of the time it's we, guy. We know what um, we're talking about. <laughs> this guy did this or this guy did that, and the guy like smirks or smiles or laughs. It's it you can almost take it and that's why they are manipulative, because you could take it as like, Oh, he obviously didn't do it. He's laughing at what right. they're saying because it's <clears throat> so ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah. 
There was That's two true. cases um, that the uh, online library, uh, Wiley.com, had, yeah. had followed. And one was basically one with um, a murderer with ASPD in Scotland who um, had been in a troublesome child from the beginning. He theft, he vandalized, he got into fistfights. He was uh, incorrigible already by age eight. Mm-hmm. And in nine, um, his family moved to Sydney, Australia, in the vain hope that such a drastic change of venue would kind of turn him around. He committed burglaries, car theft, larceny, kind of just kind of ran the gamut of being like just a shithead. He was in and out of juvenile uh, detention facilities, tried LSD. Uh, when he was 24, he got married, uh, which inspired the family's hopes that he would now settle down. Um, this is not to be soon after the marriage. He cheated on his wife, and then he beat her up. They had a son. And while breastfeeding, the mom fell asleep and accidentally smothered the son. <gasps> yeah. So in an enraged Haya uh, on LSD, he had hallucinations and he was told to kill seven people and his son would come back to life. Um, so he went out and started killing random people um, in the hopes of reaching his seven. He was apprehended after number three, so his son never came back. He was sentenced to life in prison. Oh, my goodness. And uh, basically... Kind of turned his life around. He served 23 years, was granted parole. You know, he lived alone. Like, he um, kind of lived a trouble-free life for the rest of his for his years. So they kind of use him as an example. Um, he doesn't really like to talk about it too much. But they kind of use him as an example of a, kind of someone who has this thing, you know, and, and had some, you know, went to prison and, and um, didn't necessarily feel remorse for killing all those people, but stopped after that. Yeah, right. That was kind of like... His, you know, he. I'm assuming he got off LSD, which probably fueled it. Probably helped yes. a little, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And then, then, then they followed another guy who was uh, out killing prostitutes that he was convinced were HIV positive. Uh-oh. And so, and and that was the guy who would, he would cannibalize them and and torture them and just do horrific things to them and um, was put into prison and didn't stop. Was trying to kill inmates and guards and succeeded. So they were kind of, the, the example is kind of showing the two um, kind of spectrums of it, of someone who has antisocial personality disorder uh, and is fueled by obviously trauma of the son's death, right. um, LSD. And then kind of another example is what they were talking about. The person who was um, just wanted to kill because they wanted to kill yeah. and never really got, never could stop, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of brings me, I wanted to put like a little, vignette to it too because it is kind of dark and it's kind of one of the serious ones um with you know with Dahmer and charles manson and the cannibals and all that stuff but it's very important to note that although they cause a disappropriate amount of pain and misery in the world fortunately statistically only very uh few people afflicted with uh widespread mental disorders such as uh antisocial uh, become killers uh, let alone repeat killers yeah so which is kind of it's encouraging. It's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's um, a it's it's a hard nice life to know yes. that yeah. stigmas like that, like thinking that serial murderers are are automatically psychopaths or right. automatically like they did this because they had antisocial personality disorder. It's like no, mm-hmm. there's a little bit more than that. But it, because they had antisocial personality disorder, they were able to do this for as long as they did. Right, and That's they very were true. able to they could carry it on longer. Yeah, carry it on longer. But also, they were able to. They didn't feel the remorse that they should have felt. Mm-hmm. Right, and also antisocial personality disorder um, can be very beneficial when it comes to careers. Mm-hmm. Because, and this is why you'll see a lot of 
um, politicians and like a lot of people in power with CEOs, you know so what I mean? Millionaires. And not... You kind of have to like not care who you step on. Right. Well, you know you what I mean? Really or like who you, yeah. You would not make it. Very you'd far. give all your money away. Yeah, or you, exactly. you know well, what I mean? They like, use politicians a lot in the antisocial um, because of they, it's almost the same traits of manipulation. Yeah. But for business sense, for politicians, obviously you want to walk into a room and win over a state. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like, um, reading people, saying things that people want to hear, playing on insecurities, playing on fears, and manipulating. But with the politicians, it's it's a job, it's a business, it's, you know, right. being charming and stuff. With the other people, it's to, you know, to, to lure those people in, to cause harm. Right. Um, but the, it was funny how often politicians were compared to anti-social yeah. uh, yeah, behavior. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And p- political parties how often they are compared to cults. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the same tactics that cult leaders use. Right. Well, cults are, yeah, as and long as there's a profit motive, blindly. it becomes a cult. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. When the, if, the, if there's an absence of, of profit, then it's a little bit different. But yeah, a cult is, right, it's a group of people mm-hmm. say what we say, believe what we believe, and give us money. Mm-hmm. Yes. Apparently, Jared Leto has a cult. We just found yes. out. <laughs> Jared Leto's like they, cult. They've saying that he's been in um, Illuminati since the beginning. Oh, really? Oh yeah. I mean, he's so gorgeous. He is. And the so band go- is I so terrible. Go to his camp. And they're so famous. I've seen him before, and it's just like it's weird shapes and like flash images of like. Yeah, they're just trying to well, get. Well, now you. they're taking everybody to an island. Yeah, so. they have. Have you seen that? No, no, no. I posted it's something about it recently. Right yeah, Jared Leto and Thirty Seconds to Mars, the whole band. You can pay, I think it's like $900 or something uh-huh. like that for three days on like this retreat. island. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to wear white. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a retreat. It's like yoga and meditation, but yeah. also intimate concerts with 30 Seconds to Mars. And also there's like, Jared is dressed like Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And they all refer to him as prophet. Thank you for specifying. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. Christ. Not of Glendale. <laughs> no, not Jesus Christ of Glendale, of Nazareth. Yeah, they're calling him a and prophet. And they call him a prophet. Yeah. And basically, there's pictures of him wearing his white flowy robe and sitting on a podium and like speaking to them. And it's mm-hmm. like, guys, here's the thing. Right. <laughs> That's fucking weird. Right. right. We I'm saw sorry. Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's calm down. This is the guy. Let's all relax here. This dude? This, this, this is the guy? No, no, no. Okay. Hot Topic Joker? Come on. Whatever, whatever Hot, topic. Hot Topic Joker. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to describe it. The last thing I will say about my um, ex-boyfriend who's a sociopath, I will say that he, the risk-taking behavior, that was a big one. Really? Where he would he would do crazy stuff without even thinking about it. And sometimes he would get like horribly injured and horrible, you know what I mean? Sure, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. why did you, why? And he's like, I don't. I don't know. No. What's the it's opposite like, of that? Is that what you are? I have An that. Empath? Yeah, me too. Like, that good. Yeah, I'm terrified. Danger? No, I'm fine. I'm terrified of thank everything. You. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You want to go hiking? No, 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 no I thank you. Fall off. <laughs> no, thank you. I used to love roller coasters, but in my adulthood, I'm becoming scared of even roller coasters. I'm just becoming wimpier <laughs> oh, yeah. and wimpier no, no. as I, I get older. I, when I was younger, I think it was in eighth grade, I rode it, at the time the highest, fastest roller coaster in the world. Mm-hmm. And it was on. I wanted to write it again, and mm-hmm. now I'm like, you nope. couldn't fucking pay nope. me. I, I was the kid that would like go to the water park with my friends and family and walk to the top, and then be like, see you later, and, and I'd walk, walk back down the, the stairs, like the walk of shame, that. all the way down with all the family. Like, be like, loser. oh, I just, I 
Yeah, I cut I, myself. I gotta, I gotta head yeah. out. I, gotta oh, get, I really gotta yeah. go to the bathroom suddenly. Uh, I was a spineless water slide. Yeah, right? spineless. <laughs> you oh, spineless gosh. sadist. Yeah. <laughs> You're up. Are we moving on? Yeah. yeah I, I thought I had one more thing to say oh, about yeah. sociopaths, but maybe I don't. If I do, I, I'll interrupt. I skipped yeah, all go. the, like, I just skipped all the, like, the stories. Like, there's like, countless cases and oh, which we can oh, get to if you'd like but there's it's you know it's like there's one guy who like drove around and was just like killing 10 year olds and molesting just because like he just wanted to so i kind of like left a lot of the gruesome stuff out mm-hmm. and just kind of want to talk about like the traits and how to spot one and like what to yeah. do if you're like you know in a relationship yeah. with one or like right it like it, and so i thought that but if you want i have pages of just <laughs> Torture, torture and blood and guts. It's literally like kept me up right, for four days. Because we talk about this stuff okay, on good. most of our episodes. <laughs> okay, okay, I was good. like, I think we're up to speed. My, my Google history needs to be, a, I need a deep dive. <laughs> I, need a, I, need, I need it wiped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need I a deep six, that, all um, of it. We talk about way too many serial killers on here. That's the thing with like people who are sociopaths. You, not murdering sociopaths, but just like have antisocial personality disorder, can have successful relationships. Yep. Like mm-hmm. I said, he's married happily. Yeah, I've totally forgot that was but his wife. But you do have thing. to Wife's be... not happy, but he is. Yeah. <laughs> She's having a terrible time. <laughs> you do have to be in a relationship with a person who understands that you yes. have this disorder right. and knows how to... I mean, it's just like me and Joe. Like, mm-hmm. Joe has to understand that I have an anxiety disorder. Right. He has to understand how to deal with that. Yeah. If I'm having a panic attack, he knows don't touch her. Mm-hmm. Don't cuz a lot of people would immediately hug me. Mm-hmm. It's the last like, thing you should it. do. I don't want yeah. it. You yeah. should not hug me. That's going to make it so much worse. What's well, about like not hiding? It's the same thing. By the way, I was just kidding if your ex-boyfriend's listening to the show as as that Joe, please don't kill me. Uh <laughs> the but yeah, it's like dating anyone with like a disease, right? Like mm-hmm. this, it's like that open, honest communication with like, this is what I need when this disease flares up mm-hmm. and I need you, this is my boundaries and here's what I need you to do for me. And that partner can be like, oh, you're an idiot or be like, okay, cool. Like, like you, like I won't yeah. touch you, yeah. give you space, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, or if you're dealing with like an alcoholic, right? They have like Al-Anon, like to learn how to live yeah. with those people or like someone who's a diabetic, right? It's like, yeah. I'm, I'll, if you, or you have a seizure. It's like mm-hmm. that communication with your partner that a lot of the, the, the anti-sociopath and what you were talking about, they don't want people to think that they have it mm-hmm. so they don't disclose it. Right. So then the partner's like, well, you're acting erratically Why and crazy. Why are you doing like that? Yeah. And they I don't, don't know how to, to deal with it right. because you didn't e- tell me. Exactly. We can't, yeah. be, we can't be open and relate to each other right. in this relationship. Yeah. You have to have that open communication and there are you know if joe were to come to me someday is like hey i can't do this anymore mm-hmm. that's something that like i would have to live with you know what i mean yeah. that's something that people with personality disorders have to live with a lot they have to live with like the fear of losing their job the mm-hmm. fear of losing their relationships you know my mother works with someone with bipolar disorder mm. and she's a nurse so it's like you don't want to fire that person right because how are they going to pay? They still have to pay their bills just right. because they have they a have disorder. They still have to pay their bills. But fuck, it's hard yeah, <laughs> to like employ sure. a bipolar person. It's not um, for forced, everyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's the same with relationships like that. There may be someone who's like, I just, I, I don't have the strength to be with you. I'm not yeah. going to give you the right things. And yeah, it's very sad, but true. But tough. Tough. Um, tell me about. 
Disassociative. Did I say yeah. it right? <laughs> or well, sort of dissociative. Nice. I think you might have added a syllable, but I like it. <laughs> so yeah, this is a controversial one. This is yeah. Int- I mean, really? these have all been interesting ones, but this one, yeah, there's there's a lot of battles in the psychiatric world with this one. So multiple personality disorder or dissociative identity disorder, the same thing. I think people say multiple personality, honestly, because it's easier. Um, so we may yeah. be saying MPD or DID. So everyone knows as we go forward, uh, this disorder has been around for a very long time. If you really look into history and some believe that super early cases of demonic possession actually could have been oh, DID, wow. but just nobody knew what it was. And everybody just assumed they've been possessed by a possessed. demon or some entity yeah. just because another voice, possibly with another accent or another personality came out. Or language. And they were like, well, yeah, well, what do we do? Yeah. It's a demon. Call and a priest. Exactly. And it could, it could have been demonic possession, but it absolutely could have been DID as well. They called the priest for many disorders, but it's like you had syphilis and they were like, call the priest. priest. (laughs) This is not okay. (laughs) Call the priest. Pray pray the bumps away. Pray the the bumps away. (laughs) Pray the flakes away. (laughs) The coconuts. We have been talking about flakes. I don't like it. I think I like have a phobia of flakes it's really yeah you don't me. like it yeah this is an issue do you like shaved coconut i don't so this is a thing and i think i think of dandruff how do you feel about like... tony the tiger <laughs> <laughs> oh man i do like frosted flakes you oh, got me no. there you got me there that's okay. you're fine <laughs> i'm okay guys um in 1791 the first detailed account of quote-unquote exchanged personality was written about a 20 year old german woman who began to speak perfect french behave like a french aristocrat and speak german with a french accent i also want to say i almost said aristocrat because i love that <laughs> I'm sorry. It like took everything in me to say aristocrat. To be a cat. It's the most adorable possession ever. (laughs) I started singing. Struggled. Okay. Now, did she know the language before? No. See, that's crazy. That's That's what I'm saying. Not crazy. Sorry. Right. For for, I don't want any. No. I bet triggered. Yeah. If anyone's triggered by exorcisms, but that's wow. This is like the first detailed account, and they were calling it exchanged personality because she had always just been a German woman, but she spoke perfect French without being taught, and when she would speak in German it would have a French accent and when she was this French woman she remembered everything she did knew her whole life knew who she was talking to as the German woman she had no idea that the French woman even existed if she would snap back into her own identity as this German woman which she was born to she would say what are you talking about? Who is this French lady? Like, what happened? I don't know what you're saying to that me. That like, has to be no so knowledge. scary. Yeah. She just had loss of time and didn't know where it was. Uh, that's a huge thing that we'll talk about even more. But um, this case is interesting because they don't know exactly how it started. However, she started to see a therapist um, and the therapist was actually able to wave his hand and make the woman switch into personalities. He was the only one who had this power. She clearly didn't. She didn't know what was going on. But he could wave his hand and make her switch between personalities. And so it was believed that this was maybe a case of therapist manipulation, which, again, I will mention in a little bit, which goes along with multiple personality disorder. It's pretty creepy and weird. There was also, I'm just kind of going through history before we get into the nitty gritty. In 1860, so like, what is that, 70 years later, there's the case, a pretty famous case of Mary Reynolds. 
Um, Mary lived in a super religious household and during her childhood was very melancholy, was kind of quiet, kept to herself, was always reading her Bible, just very into her religious devotions. And then at age 19, out of the blue, she became blind and deaf for six weeks. She was hysterical and some believe she may have suffered from somatic disorder, which is basically just having very intense anxiety and stress as a reaction to physical pain. Um, and so they, she was hysterical because of this blindness and deafness, but no one knows exactly how it started. It only lasted six weeks, which is very strange. She came back to normal. And then three months after that, she was beginning to forget things that she had known her entire life. She had to relearn how to read, how to spell, how to write. Um, and she eventually did relearn these things over time, but her penmanship was horrific. And all of a sudden, her friends and family described her as very witty very social, um, a lover of nature, like to be outdoorsy, getting in the world, just so they completely were like, this different. This is great. Ah, yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> I love this girl. We have a hipster. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> After five weeks, she suddenly returned to her prior self once again. However, the alter egos switched between each other for sixteen years until Reynolds reached her mid thirties, when she remained in the buoyant, witty ego until she died at the age of sixty-one. So she was alternating and then became the happy one, which like, and then, like I'm sure everyone the was personality relieved. took over. Yeah, that personality like, kind of won out. <laughs> but yeah, you have to finally. wonder where's the other where's the what original girl? It? Is she trapped in there? That's what's crazy about all of this. <laughs> <laughs> We're all holding on to our seats. What's going on? Ugh. It's it's a wild good. one, guys. The other and girl's like in there. She's like, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I would but that was never. good. <laughs> That was a good joke She's she had. Killing it. Man, I would never have thought of that. So, the history of defining dissociative identity disorders in the DSM, as we were talking about before, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Um, the very first edition uh, called Dissociative Disorders Psychoneurotic Disorders. That was their first name. In 1968, that was corrected to hysterical neuroses, which basically mean you meant you could have an alteration to your consciousness and possibly an alteration to your identity. In 1980, the DSM changed completely to actually have the term dissociative disorders. And that's when multiple personality disorder first started to come around, thinking that people could actually have multiple identities and that they would lose memory when they shifted between the two. They were starting to learn a little bit more. And then in 1994 was when dissociative identity disorder actually came out to replace MPD, multiple personality, as like it became the more technical term, but people still say both. And then they actually came up with criteria. This was kind of the turning point where they're like, this is a real thing. Here's what happens. So DID is when there are the presence of two or more distinct identities or personality states, each with their own pattern of perceiving, relating to, and thinking about the environment and themselves. They could have different accents. They could have a different gender. They could have, they could just be completely different people, but dwelling in one body. Um, at least two of these identities or personality states recurrently take control of the person's behavior. There is an inability to recall important personal information that is so extensive it cannot be explained away by just ordinary forgetfulness or like, oh, whoops, I'm in a fog. Um, and also the disturbance could not be due to alcohol, drugs, or overly imaginative kids. Like this has to be over the top, clearly happening beyond any kind of substance abuse. Um, or happening in people who maybe have never touched a substance and they're still acting this way. Um, usually this is 
paired with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, self-harm, anxiety, and sadly, in a lot of cases, being suicidal. Um, You could also have borderline personality disorder, which is just basically being constantly stressed or having anxiety and not really able to leave your house, being terrified of everything, which a lot of people think sometimes that's all this is. And the personalities aren't necessarily like a real thing that's coming out. That's why there's a lot of controversy about it. They think, oh, this is just a result of borderline personality. This is just an extra symptom. It's not its own separate thing. So that's part of the debate. But um, the professionals that believe DID is completely real, uh, they believe it to be the cause of a childhood trauma. And in about 90% of cases, there is a history of abuse in childhood, while other cases are linked to maybe an extreme health problem during childhood. But either way, something traumatic happened to you when you were young and then you grew into this. Um, Sybil. Yes, Sybil. Very good. I was going to talk about that. Treatment generally involves supportive care and counseling. That's pretty much all they can do for these people. The condition usually persists without treatment, to be honest, because there just isn't enough known on how to take care of it. But it's basically, if you're severe enough, you'll have somebody take care of you probably 24 hours a day and be supervised. And you'll see a counselor to keep your personalities or identities at bay, but you can't cure or get rid of them. There's nothing you can do to say, I'm going to get rid of this personality through counseling. Yeah, I mean, you, just... you, can't, you can't treat something when you don't understand how it works. Exactly. That is the main issue with this disorder is there's just not enough known. Do you know if it's considered, can they use it as a criminal defense in court? They can, but again, it's so controversial. So People don't cannot. believe it's real. You cannot use socio. Yeah, oh, really? that's true. That's a defense. I think I did. Hear uh, that. I killed a lot of people. Sorry, I'm a sociopathic. Okay, uh, I guess that's true. Yeah. Like it, it's not really a good enough argument. As a sociopath, you still understand laws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You may not yourself believe understand right and wrong or right. believe in right and wrong, but you can still comprehend comprehend yeah. law. Yeah. You know the way of the world. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and with DID, it can be reason of insanity. Sure. So it does go along with that. But it is so, it is very rare that that plea will actually work because so many people think this is just made up. Mm-hmm. It is believed to affect about 2% of the general population and 3% of those admitted to mental um, institutions in Europe and North America. DID is diagnosed about six times more often in females than males. I feel like this is the first there we one. Go. Girls have it more. Jeez. Which, again, they don't know why. Something genetic. Girls seem to have it more. Um, and the number of cases increased significantly in the latter half of the 20th century, along with the number of identities people were claiming to have. And it is believed that this is probably because it was more popular in the media. It was starting yeah. to become more public. There were movies about exactly. it. Exactly. And... Remember that movie with um, Richard Gere and Jim Norton? Uh, uh, is it Jim Norton? No, yeah. not Jim Norton. No, uh, uh, Edward, uh, Norton. Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Yeah. Edward Norton. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that is. Remember that? Yeah, what's that movie called? Primal Fear. Primal yes. Fear. That was so That's good. That's a really good movie. <laughs> so good. But he had that. Yeah. He, he would switch and he wouldn't remember or whatever. Exactly. Right? And then... Split, Split, which, which just is, came out with James McAvoy, which yeah. which is like one of my favorite performances ever. I didn't yes, love the I movie. I was just going right. to say, didn't Same. like the movie, James but McAvoy he was, was like, so give good. him all the awards. Same, yeah. It was insane. At least nine, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> 
Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. What about identity? Identity, yeah. Identity. Yep. Is that the one with Cusack? Yeah. Where they're like getting killed off in the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, you kill a spoiler movie that came out in 1994. I know. I'm like, watch the movie, damn it. United States of Terra. Oh, TV shit. Show. Oh, I yeah. loved Which that I love that show. It got canceled after like it season two or three. It got canceled way too right, soon. Like, it was, uh, it was just I getting think good. season three, she was getting admitted into a uh, like facility. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hell yes. Yeah. I want to see like how. Wild. Yeah. She and then they're like, like, bye. I know. And then I'm still it. furious about it. They canceled it. Again, Tony Collette, amazing performance, which I think she did win awards. So good for yes. you. <laughs> Um, and that was the introduction to Brie Larson. Hello. Oh, yes, she was she just was a daughter. tiny tot. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was like a teenager, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so good. So yeah, it became it was becoming much more mm-hmm. well known. So either people were feeling more comfortable coming forward about it, or unfortunately, a lot of people saw it in the media, heard about it, and tried to use it as an excuse to mm-hmm. get away with things. Sure. But either way, it started to come to the forefront. More personality-based DID symptoms include a loss of identity, not knowing yourself, losing time, which that's the craziest part to me. And what we mentioned earlier, you could go into blackouts ranging from like an hour to like two months. I was listening to a podcast called Other People's Lives a couple of days ago, and they interviewed a person with DID, and he was completely normal, not going to commit any crimes, just living his life. But he was talking about how like sometimes a identity will come forward one of his alters as they call him in did speak one of his alters would come forward and take over for two months and he would just feel as if he came back from this deep sleep and his friends would have to kind of fill him in on what happened and none of his identities are dangerous but they're all so different there's he's a straight man but he has a homosexual alter he has a female alter. He has a three-year-old little child. I think also an eight-year-old pair of twins, he said. And they like go back and forth and talk as if they're oh, twin brother and sister. word. It's oh. nuts. But he talked. And I hate he just keeps nuts, cheating but, on his wife. And, ah, sorry. It's Bill. Well, that's the interesting. <laughs> sorry, honey. You know I it guess is. He said. That's the thing we're laughing about. But he said he has a fiance uh-huh. when, when he's himself. Um, the host, as he called himself. And he said one of the alters did try to sleep with his fiance. It only got as far as kissing. And then she realized she was like, this isn't you. And she could tell. It's like the movie Multiplicity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but she couldn't tell. She, she couldn't slept tell. with all of them. All of them. them all. And then no, they made a copy of tell. the copy. And yeah. it wasn't Steve. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> then another bonkers part is the homosexual male uh, has a boyfriend. So it's like he's straight and has a girlfriend, but when he turns into this other altar, he's dating a man. And his physically, fiance... or is he... Yeah, they is are it physical, like an thing? which is oh. interesting. The fiance's in on it. She knows all about it. And she's like, oh, I know this isn't you who's sleeping with this man. And I guess she's actually... She considers herself like best friends with the gay altar. Isn't that fascinating? Wow. I know. Mm. I'm like, I'm going to give this podcast so much publicity because I don't listen to it on the reg. I found it when I was researching, but other people's lives, the episode on multiple personality disorder, the interview is one of the most fascinating things I've ever listened to. And the guy just sounds like us talking here right now. He's like, this is my life. Uh, Sometimes I have gotten fired from a couple jobs because it uh, makes you wonder because what would do that in your brain? You know what I mean? Like, what exactly, what would be the science behind that? Like, what would be the science behind me all of a sudden being a British woman? 
or a British man. That doesn't make any sense. I know. It's almost as if like a bunch of souls got trapped in one body on accident. It's like it was a fluke. It was like God like accidentally was like, oh. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Well, I guess we have to see how this That's going to be a really strange person. Well, they'll figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, they'll figure it out. Or they won't. And the German woman who was suddenly speaking French. How is that possible that all of a sudden that's she's a weird fluent one? Because yeah. that's French. a learned yeah. She would ability. have to. Where not, did she? We're learn not that? born with the ability to speak other know. one language. It'd right. be like if like I just started playing the guitar, and like yeah. I've never took lessons. Right. You know what I mean? Just like shredding on the yeah. guitar. Like what? The, how do you? Well, that's like people who get hit in the head and just can play say, the piano from yeah. brain injuries. It's like, okay, hold on. Uh, hold up. Hold yeah, up. Yeah. So it is what? something in the brain. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. What about the guy's boyfriend that's like, ugh, dude, like, you got to come visit more often. Like, I'm trying to have a relationship, and then you go home to your wife for six months. And I like, know. But he says he's only in relationships with the people who understand. He's like, I've lost yeah, so many friendships, obviously, because some people hear it and are like, I cannot. Put I guess up that would this. be kind of nice. I guess Get a little kinda... break. You're just like, only yeah, yeah, partial... go, go back, go back home. No, I'll see I you. Need six yeah. months off. Yeah, me. yeah. You'd ha- yeah, you have to be so understanding. And he said all of the people who are in his life, they get it. They just, they put up with it. They try to help him the best and they like can. And like I said, so like, you snaps. know, they kind of like, yeah. l- they lose time. Right. But it's like, where are they? I know. What are they, like, where are they in the body? Where did they go? Are they well, that doing means they, The something? other person loses time, though. Yeah. So right. that person's lost time when that person So the, is... the homosexual alter also loses, loses time, time mm-hmm. and doesn't understand. Right. Right? Yeah. That's how he described it. It's pretty it's pretty wild. And he says he sees a therapist who, again, in his treatment, the therapist just talks to all of the alters, and she knows how to get them to come forward, and she gives therapy to all of them as if they're a separate identity. She's like, oh, I know I'm talking to you now. God, you have issues cost? with this. <laughs> yeah, he actually made the joke. He goes, I'm only charged for me. Oh, <laughs> wow, like, good, good. I did have that question. Um, no, he that the other thing, he was like so funny and so personable, and he was very honest about what had happened to him in that uh, when he was younger, his older brother died, who he was very close to, so that was a trauma. He was also sexually abused at a young age, so he thinks that's where like the toddler and then the eight-year-old came from, because those are ages where mm-hmm. important things happened. And then he said he also has an aggressive personality who's not harmful or violent, but is just aggressive. And he said that's a character that almost comes from his abuser. It was like his abuser's personality that he was able to bring forward. Then he also said there was like an anime character because he loves anime and it's just kind of like all these facets of you but come out as a completely different they come out person. as a personality yeah, it is their, that you they have. are their own person i know it usually results from like extreme trauma mm-hmm. at an age where you're not equipped to deal with it yeah and you fracture yeah that's literally what it is it's mm-hmm. like you break yeah and it just stops right there yeah it's that's sad it's wild Again, like what we've been saying with all of these is everyone presents differently who has this disorder. Some are completely functioning. I mean, it kind of seems like this guy, like he... He's got it together. He's got a girlfriend. He's got a boyfriend. And he said the personality... He's on a podcast. He's on a podcast. He's a Chad for sure. He's He's definitely a Chad. Chad. He's doing well. (laughs) These losers. This guy's personalities are getting laid. (laughs) These incels can't even find one. you're not getting any, you really need to get it together. He said at one point he had about 25 personalities coming out and now only has seven. And so for that to him was huge. He doesn't know the reasoning why some of them went away, but he 
definitely has more control. Honestly, it could be, but he said he doesn't know why they go away. But yes, it absolutely could be therapy. But he's down to seven. He says he feels like he has a lot of control. He's been able to hold a job. He's holding two different relationships. So you can be functioning, um, but you can also be severely impaired and you can be violent and you can be hostile and you can not have control of your other identities. So it's unfortunately sort of one or the other. Yeah, but honestly, the most sad part is that we just don't know enough. There are a lot of psychiatrists that practice hypnosis or repressed memory recollection, which we've talked about on here before. And they're the ones that believe DID is extremely real and the result of past trauma. And they believe that their patients come in with their personalities in order to cope with their trauma in their lives. And they are doing the hypnosis to help them work through it and to talk to the different personalities. And they believe that they're helping. The larger portion of psychiatrists, it's actually the majority, believe that the doctors practicing hypnosis are the ones inducing the new personalities, that they are controlling the patient's minds and causing them to turn into these alter egos as or alters, as the language goes. And they believe that these patients may have existing trauma. They're not dismissing it. And they may even possibly have bipolar disorder. They could be, they could have even schizophrenia, but that the personalities come forward after the hypnosis sessions and that the doctor is the one with the control over them, which again goes back to that Mary Reynolds case where she, or no, sorry, it was the German woman who mysteriously had this man who could wave his hand and she would switch between personalities. But that's not how hypnosis works. You can't be... Have you ever been hypnotized? I've not. So you are in complete control the entire time. So okay. you can be suggested, you can be suggestible, but you can't like a therapist can't be like, "Hey, you run into traffic." Like you be like, "No, I'm like, you know what I mean?" It's just like yeah. you're in a very deep, like almost meditative state. But what if that was the suggestion? Was like come for like try to come forward as this and the person was maybe in a vulnerable enough state yeah to give i guess into it. it's just been my experience and from what i read up on it like you you still have the control you're still you, in control yeah. you just be like oh yeah that sounds that would be nice and beneficial and, and i mean i, I believe you but i don't know though i'm not an expert i'm not, an, I'm not an expert on it so maybe <laughs> i just know that i've had it done a few times but i, I remember being in complete control and i'm yeah. just like yeah, I would like to relax deeper or hold up my right hand. Sure. But I remember being like... I'm making the choice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And maybe these people are making the choice, and so there is something in them that is going wrong or going off the yeah, beaten yeah, path, yeah. but they could also be in such a vulnerable state that maybe they are just more open to yeah. these Well, it's also bad. I don't know if you're getting to this. Don't say okay. it anyway. We'll see. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, it's also kind of shitty that some of the most famous cases of disassociative or multi multiple personality disorder have been proven to be frauds. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I was, so that yeah. really is shitty for people who actually suffer from whatever it is. Yeah. Because, yeah, even though there is so much we don't know about it and it is easy to dismiss, like there are people who are they are having extreme problems and they don't know how else to explain it other than there is another identity within me. But then there's people who are going to court and saying, Oh, this, my other personality, Kyle mm -hmm. was raping those women, which I, that's like a real example. I wasn't even just kidding. And the, it turns out later that guy was a complete fraud mm. and he is making these other people look terrible, which yeah. is really sad when they have real issues. So it's not the wow. best. It's yeah. unfortunate. And when a patient comes into a doctor's office or an ER hearing voices and hallucinations, they're usually believed to be in a state of psychosis and they need further examining. 
Um, and they could be exhibiting symptoms that belong to a completely other disorder. Even if they're claiming there's other identities, you do need to do further research. It's not always going to be DID, but you shouldn't dismiss it either if a person is claiming this. Like, there needs to be better screening. And I don't know, obviously, I have no idea how that would be possible. But currently, the screening is just like a 45-minute interview and filling out a questionnaire to find out the extent of your dissociations. And it's sort really? of like... I feel like you could bullshit that so sure. easily. So yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's it. Just yeah. change up your that's handwriting. Pretty much all that exists. Yeah. yeah. Move the pen to the left hand. Yeah, they totally. don't even talk to you. They just like base it off your handwriting and your answers alone. Yeah, exactly. So it just it doesn't seem like there's enough, but also we just don't know enough. Sure. It keeps coming they back to that. They can't test the brain for it or anything. Right. Gotcha. So research is needed to determine the prevalence of the disorder in those who have never been in therapy. I think that is what these two psychiatrists, August Piper and Harold Mursky, are just two of many doctors who are like, hey, we need to look at people who have never been in therapy because it seems like there could be some issues with people in therapy and hypnosis. And we also need to look at the prevalence rate across cultures because I mean, it's different in cultures like there's reincarnation and all these mm-hmm. things across cultures where it is a huge belief to take on different identities. But like, where are we seeing it the most? What are the ages when it's happening? Because they're also noticing no children have it, which maybe it's because the trauma has to happen when you're a child, similar to what you were saying before. And also children have things like imaginary friends that they talk totally. to. Totally. Which so you're it's like, kind oh, of it's like, just well, playtime. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's just lots of things that are unaddressed despite several decades of research already that we just we haven't covered. It's not being given enough attention. I think it's getting dismissed. Um, But we have to figure it out to learn how to assess and treat it. And luckily, there are some psychiatrists and doctors who are trying to look into it further. But yeah, it's just it's a difficult one. But um, yeah, I was going to read a couple of cases where it seems pretty plausible that these people had something going on starting with one of the most famous ones apparently a lot of people know about it i had never heard of it have you guys heard of billy milligan i don't think so yeah it was like who is this guy but it was everywhere on the internet um he actually apparently is the inspiration for m night Shyamalan doing split was based off of this guy wow so in 1978 he was brought into court on several counts of rape aggravated robbery and kidnapping and he garnered national attention because he pursued a plea of insanity arguing that he had two different personalities that committed the crimes and it was not him this defense especially for the time was insane so everybody was losing their minds like what is this guy talking about but the defense actually worked Milligan was found not guilty and the judge committed him to a psychiatric hospital he actually escaped for four months in 1986 again claiming it was his alter who escaped uh was recaptured put back in prison was released again in 1991 I believe for time served and then died from cancer in 2014 and I did not commit any more crimes after he was released the second time Maybe he was able to get his alters under control. But the judge said it was the strangest case he's ever seen because this man was able to snap in and out of his alters in the courtroom in a way that he's like, I just don't think anyone could fake that. Like he became a completely different person. The judge prior to that had no belief that the MPD DID even existed, but he was so convinced by this man. And so was the jury. Um, and psychiatrists came in and questioned him as well and said, this man has something going on. Something's going yeah. on. He doesn't belong in gen pop. No. <laughs> gen pop for sure. <laughs> psychiatrists have suggested that Milligan had as, ma- as many as 24 personalities, including a Yugoslavian communist, a three-year-old girl. Man, could you imagine being on that jury? 
Right? Like every day you're like, I don't know what's going to happen today. Who knows what's going to happen? Who is going to oh, come in? Oh, a prim and proper Englishman named Arthur. Who a dandy. Was an expert in, a dandy. Who is an expert in science and medicine. Alan, an expert manipulator. Tommy, an escape artist. Uh, That's how he got out of prison. Got yeah. him out of prison, yeah. Do, do, do. A guy, I don't think it has the name, but a guy who had a Robin Hood spirit and claimed he was like a vigilante and doing it for the good of all. Um, Adelana, a 19-year-old lesbian who cooked for all of the personalities and craved affection. And allegedly, she was the rapist. Not always the robber or murderer, but the rapist. Um, yeah. So that's Billy. And apparently there's a book on him, The Minds of Billy Milligan. And then also they say that this was mostly who M. Night Shyamalan was looking after. Because even in his movie, there was a young girl character. Maybe it was a little boy. Young girl, little boy, yeah. yeah a young, young child. Young child and like a British like right. housekeeper. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think he was kind of using those personalities as an example. But it was one of the most wild cases. Whoa. And then the next story is a woman named Juanita Maxwell. She was a maid in a hotel. Um, in 1979, she was charged with beating a 73-year-old woman to death at the oh. hotel where she worked. The woman in question was Inez Kelly. And Maxwell insisted that she did not kill Kelly, but her brash personality Wanda Weston had. Maxwell always came off as quiet and prim. Weston was super chatty. She bragged about smoking weed. She walked on the wild side. And she had no problem admitting on the witness stand that she bludgeoned Kelly with a lamp because Kelly had refused to return a pen that she borrowed. That was her reasoning, that she bludgeoned this woman to death. And Maxwell, again, very similar to Billy, Maxwell's transformation on the stand spooked onlookers so much that the court had no other option but to find her not guilty by reason of insanity. And apparently Maxwell also had like an eighth grade education, I think at most. But when she turned into Wanda Weston was very intelligent, kind of like had street smarts. Like we were talking about was very witty, was clever, mm -hmm. could hold a conversation. And when it was just Juanita Maxwell, she was so quiet and didn't really know the answers to things. Couldn't put a sentence together as well. And just like was very, she just did not have the education that came off when Wanda was talking. So it's like, how? How did her brain power change? How, <laughs> how did her level of education change? Yeah, yeah. how do you change? Yeah. Like, she knew more. She understood she more. Knew more. She knew she more. She knew more stuff. <laughs> no, I just, like, I can't even wrap my head around it. I can't even form a sentence right she now because I'm things. so blown away. She knew more things. She just, she knew the way of the world, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, whereas Juanita seemed to not at all. Uh, Maxwell was committed to a mental ward with the full support of her husband, Sammy. In 1988, soon after she was released, she landed in jail again for robbing two banks in St. Petersburg, Florida. By this point, she had excelled to seven personalities just beyond Wanda, but Wanda was still pinned as the culprit of the crimes. She went back to jail for a few years and then was released, uh, went into a mental institution for a little bit longer released again and now she's in her 60s now and she's just like married still to the same guy sammy and just in therapy and living her life apparently she wow. has it under control she claims that she still has i think in the last interview it was in 2006 was the last time she was in the public eye just to kind of check on how she was doing and check she in. said how you doing juanita she said the personalities are still there, but she's in therapy and they're being controlled and they're being talked to. And she I was going no to say, like Wanda's now crime. in therapy. Yeah, Wanda's in therapy. She's trying to get her <laughs> yeah, life Wanda, together. Wanda's, yeah, Wanda's yeah. the one that needs therapy. Juanita's Precisely. fine. Juanita's she's fine. <laughs> Wanda needs 
Wanda, we need to talk. Wanda Weston. <laughs> Wanda um, Weston. It sucks, you know too, because you know Juanita was the one in jail. I know. For sure. <laughs> and I then bet she Wanda gets out, and come Wanda out. was like, ha-ha! We're going to rob some banks! Yeah. Oh, where have you been this whole time? Where have you been? <laughs> yeah. So those are two cases where it's sort of like, well, what else? What yeah. else was going on there? I don't understand. Um. Yeah, but then just I'm not going to tell the full story, but this dickhead named Billy Joe Harris, who was arrested in 2011 for being one of the most wanted men in Texas. He raped many elderly and disabled women. Uh, How many? uh, Let's see. I mean, one's too many. I don't I, know if they. Oh, I thought she said no. ninety. Oh no! No, they honestly, could have been that many. They said they like still don't think they've solved all of them. But his DNA like, also linked him to burglaries, and uh, his DNA was found over the span of two years in several counties around Texas. So he Jesus. was like getting around. Okay, but yeah, raping several elderly and disabled women. Uh, then he went to court, claimed it was his altar named Bobby. Um, and I guess when he was trying to go in and out of the altars, the jury was trying to like suppress their laughter because they said it seemed so absurd. They weren't buying into it. They're like, this guy is, he's acting a little bit. And then speaking of putting on a good show, the reason he was caught officially of being guilty of this is because there was a recorded phone call when his phone was tapped to his girlfriend saying, I did such a good job. I put on a good show today in court. And they were like, gotcha, sir. Dummy. And yeah, he was convicted and he has a life sentence in jail. So didn't work out for him. (laughs) (laughs) Could be a good actor. I know. Apparently you weren't a good enough actor because the jury thought it was hilarious. But yeah, there is still so much to be learned about that disorder, but it is fascinating. Oh, it's so fascinating. Yeah. Sybil is one of the like hardest movies I've ever watched. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. That's awful. Yeah, Um, it is. But that case they've they kind of proved it was fraudulent yes which is unfortunate because it's one of the most famous cases right. of that one disorder of most well ever. known but and, it's not even um, real. yeah it's not real there's so, so many really frauds which is sad yeah, it's of. like welfare welfare right it's like yeah. the people who need mm-hmm. it versus the people who pull up in there really need it. i know BMWs and it's like to get their check yeah exactly right. but those people are so much more few and far between right. than the people that actually need welfare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. But because that small percentage of people take advantage right. of that system, it's ruining it for the rest of the people yeah. that mm-hmm. need that system. Awful. That's not what we're here to talk about. No. But that's very sad. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Weird. Thank you for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Justin. That was very nice. I'll text you more. Yeah. <laughs> Every see you guys. Month. See you guys in two years. <laughs> you won't be seeing Ashley for a long No, time. <laughs> I'm bad at it. Oh my god. Thank you for coming. Thank on. you. It was, it was my pleasure. Um, do you want to plug anything? Uh, sure. Your Instagram is Justin Comic. Justin Comic. That's right. Yeah, at that's Justin it. Comic. Yeah. I mean, find we me. always tag you and stuff. So yeah, find me. We'll find tag me. you again. Actually, every single time I get into my car, I see your face because I still have your my CD. Album. Yeah, your album oh, is like right in the door of my car. Like the actual like case is in the door of my car. 
And every single time I get in, I get to see your face. So that should be a constant reminder to text me back (laughs) that (laughs) even wasn't enough. Now you really don't. Staring at her in traffic wasn't enough. (laughs) She's still like, "Ah, I don't need to text her. I should text him when I'm done driving. That's why I don't text him. That's right. You're you're, law abiding. And where are you going next? Uh, Texas, Florida, Des Moines, Iowa. Mm. And then I'm home for the rest of the year. Really? Yes. Will yep. you be performing uh, around L.A. for the rest uh, yes. of the year? Yes, October, November, and December. I am oh, around awesome. L.A. Yep. You have yeah. uh, all of your dates, repost. all of your Justin show dates? JustinComic.com, and then I just post it all on Instagram, too. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Love it. We'll yeah. find it. Right. You guys should go watch Justin in a show. He's very funny. He's very good. Yes. Maybe Lauren and I will come. That would be amazing. I need <laughs> a mom's night out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go Can giggle. Wilder get in? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Can a baby come? <laughs> Bring everyone. Yeah, 18 and over. Um, I'm glad you're back, too, Lauren. Yes, me too. Hi, listeners. I've missed you lots and lots. <laughs> I've missed you so much. I know. It was really sad being away, even though Ashley held it down and I've been laughing hysterically at all the episodes. I did okay. Werewolves was phenomenal. So Ashley's the shit, as we all know, but I'm so happy to be back. It's great to be here. And next week, we are going to have another edition of Listener Ghost Stories. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. They're our favorites. They're so much fun. They are. Uh, This one's going to be extra scary. I say that about every single one. I don't know if that's true. I might be lying. Follow us on social media as well at Keep It Weirdcast. And that's across all platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc., Check out our Patreon page for mini-sodes and newsletters at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast. And check out our Etsy store for t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, magnets, buttons, and more at www.etsy.com slash shop slash keepitweirdpodcast. Justin, what's our sign-off? I don't know. I was just thinking about how I should get, a, I should get on Etsy and get a t-shirt. Well, <laughs> you, you should get on Etsy and get a t-shirt. Sure. Hello? Uh, we should have a discount for our uh, yeah for guests. Yes, I wear your button on stage. Oh. I know. I saw oh yeah, I feel like you did take a picture of it once on stage. I yeah. love that. Thanks yeah. for representing. Yeah. Well, I don't know how good it's representing a button on a jacket on a <laughs> hey, stage, but you know, something. after the show, people see it and comment yeah. on it. Yeah, I have a Lacroix pen, a fuck you pen, <laughs> and a keep it weird podcast pen. Perfect. Honored know. to be a part of it. <laughs> and what's our sign off? Keep it weirdo, weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> that really, might be my favorite. I'm not really, really going to do weirdo, weirdo. weirdo. Weirdos. You know what? We'll go with it. We gotta introduce you. Yes. I have to. I have to bust Ashley's balls a little bit. No. Oh, what? What? Oh, I'm no. excited. Just a little bit. Why? No. It's okay. You can cut it out if you don't like it. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I will. That's fine. Um, Just one long bleep. (laughs) Like, let me tell you what Ashley did. (laughs) And that's that's how it went. How it went.